0: Hey Rebels, today's guest is a good friend of Rebellion and he's been with us since the days before we had a name and poured concrete for the brewery. He's an accomplished, award-winning home brewer and one of the smartest dudes I know. He even has a background in programming and coding and real entrepreneurial streak. But that's not why he's on the show today. His name's Joel Rathgaber. His newest venture is with a Saskatchewan-based company called Aura. They offer a product line of panic alert buttons for personal and commercial clients. Aura synchronizes with your phone and it will call 911 when you activate it. But there's more to it than just a little button that says grandma fell and she can't get up. They have other services too. When Joel was telling me he was leaving his old job and he was joining up with Aura, I knew I wanted to learn more about this business and figure out why he was a part of it. So I'm really glad I got him on the show to talk about beer and to tell me more about Aura. Joel, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks. Glad to be
1: here. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. What is Aura? Let's start at the very beginning. Sure, sure. Uh, so Aura was designed to kind of be the next generation of medical earth device. Um, so it, like you said, picture the you know the old 90s commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up.
0: I've fallen, and I can't get up.
1: Um, those systems are just, uh, frankly, they're they're from probably not even the 90s. They're probably from the 80s. Um, they look like garage door openers. You have to wear this big honking device around your uh, neck or on your wrist. Um, they only work inside your home, and they call some call center who knows where, um, you know, halfway around, around the world. Uh, so what Aura, what we decided we were de- going to develop was a uh, a better system that leverages smartphones so it's a small device connects to your smartphone uh, can alert if you're in a panic situation you you hit the button it alerts your closest contacts whoever you want to set up as your contacts whether that's your next-door neighbor or your child or whoever and um, if after two minutes they don't somebody doesn't get a hold of you so your contacts don't call you back then Aura will call 911 on your behalf um, and then hopefully get you the help you need how
0: did you guys figure out that there was even a, a niche or a need for this
1: so it's uh, it really comes from uh, our founder, Cerise. Um, she created this device because of her own need. Um, so her her mother passed away, and her da- dad went through a serious health uh, scare kind of shortly thereafter. And, and he lived in a small town in southern Saskatchewan and was your typical kind of farmer slash small town, rural folk. Uh, he didn't want to move to a, a city, didn't want to move out of his house, wanted to live independently, live alone. Um, in a town of you know 300 people with no services and and, you know and so she wanted a way that she knew that she could keep track of him and and know that he was safe Um, so she looked all over um, all over the internet you know looking for something that would do this and couldn't find anything so she decided that she'd create it so she just it was a GPS tracker in the beginning so it started off as just being a button um, so, this is just you can buy these buttons that kind of sync with your phone, um, and that's all it was. And we did, she did a couple different prototypes with those buttons and, and kind of built an app, and it just didn't, didn't give her the level of, of confidence that she needed. Um, so, there's some technical issues with um, you know, if your app's closed, the button obviously isn't going to work. Um, and things like that. If you don't, if you don't interact with your app you know, on a daily basis, a lot of times your phone will shut it down and you don't even know. Um, so our, our device actually will do better than that in that if, if you hit the button, the backup 911 call will work even if the app is closed, if it's shut down, even if you have uninstalled the app, the, the backup 911 call will still go through. So it was that extra level of, of care or extra level of security that she wanted um, that she couldn't find anywhere else on the market. She invents this button, and then what happens? well, so the great thing one thing to know about cerise uh, is that she's not technical, so she comes from a business background a financial background um, so she puts together uh, she finds the right partners and she puts together this this team of that's able to design the so, uh, design the software, design the hardware um, do the, the product design you know the plastics to get it manufactured um, and she she we launched I think about two years ago now um, and so I first met Cerise when I was working at a previous job and we did some of her branding and did her initial web store uh, for Aura. Um, and so she launched then and she was going all right. And about a year ago, um, I noticed she had a job opening for a VP of technology. And so I reached out to her and um, she was the only person in the company at that point, um, only, only full-time staff. And so I joined on and now we're up to uh, six people as of today. So. All Saskatchewan. All in Saskatchewan. We're split evenly between uh, Regina and Saskatoon. So there's three in Saskatoon, three in Regina.
0: The Aura products looked a little bit different, though. It wasn't just a little simple button. You also had some more cosmetically friendly pieces, right? That's
1: right. So one of the one of the nice things about Aura when we were looking at the, the seniors market is we didn't want it to look like the garage door opener uh, that old medical art device devices had so uh, the first thing you'll notice is a lot smaller it's it's basically the size of a, a toonie or you know a little bit bigger than that um, and but the other thing is it can be disguised under jewelry so we sell um, different covers in in jewelry that can you can wear it like a necklace and actually our cerise wears one every day and a lot of people they you wouldn't know uh, that she was wearing it she just think that's she's wearing a necklace. Um, it could be something you'd buy at any kind of jewelry store, um, but but the device is hidden inside of it, so it's definitely way more discreet.
0: So the thinking is uh, a woman's walking alone at night, maybe after work or something, yep. has an issue, pushes the button.
1: For sure. we So originally the original intent was a medical alert, like we said, so looking at elderly people, but really we found out fairly early on that there's a ton of people that that could benefit from it. Um, people with medical conditions. Uh, doesn't, they don't have to be old. It could be. We have a one wearer that we we know of what, right from the start. That um, she was really young, younger than I am, and uh, but she had a, a medical condition um, that was very serious, and so they so they got her one. Uh, her parents bought her one um, to use. Um, but also, um, we started getting contacted from businesses looking to protect their lone workers. So people going into Uh, working alone going into somewhat dangerous situations um, or just just working alone by themselves and you know what happens if they fall and and can't reach their phone or something like that so uh, we started getting more and more interest from different groups um, when we put the product out there.
0: Is it because you guys have all those other pieces added to the software or added to the button?
1: No the I think the Aura Aura solution is is very simple uh, and it's like that for a reason I mean when we look at the elderly market and the original intent that was designed, we wanted to be really, really simple and easy to use. We didn't want to add a bunch of features and make it complicated because in an emergency you just want to hit a button and have things happen. Um, uh, with the when we started kind of going into the more uh, business market or more commercial market, we started adding adding a few more features uh, to it. Um, we split the product and, and added more features to the second product called SolusGuard. To to um, them some of those other features and there's features like uh, check-in monitoring which uh, essentially is you you say you I'm gonna go out for half an hour and if I don't check in again in half an hour then something must have happened and so you should send send help
0: like a check-in as in push the button push every 30 you, minutes you or? push
1: yeah you push it's not the, it's not the button on the device but it's on your app so you log into the app and, and push a button and say yes I'm okay um, there's also with Solus Guard, we're adding a lot a lot more features in the near future but you know we're looking at things like fall detection and uh, geofencing so if you go out a certain boundary uh um, well, for I'm, like
0: say alzheimer's or dementia patients something like
1: that or even just um you know if i'm if i know i'm working in a certain building um i set my geofence up around those that yard or something like that and if i go out if you know perhaps somebody takes me kidnaps me or something like that if i go out out of that region for whatever reason it can send an alert um, so those geofences can be as small as a building or they can be as big as, you know, Regina. Um, so if I leave the city, then, then send an alert.
0: What kind of dangerous jobs could you guys imagine that somebody might need a check-in piece?
1: Well, there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's lots of jobs. Is in, um, what we're seeing actually is in a lot of provinces are introducing legislation that, that requires um, employers that have loan workers to, to have some sort of check-in process. Uh, so Alberta and BC are definitely two um, two provinces that we know of that uh, they require some sort of of process of checking in with workers that are working alone. Um, so this the check-in service kind of fills that fills that gap for them. Um, but uh, anybody could be you know it could be if you're thinking in Alberta, thinking about people on the oil wells, you know they're out traveling by themselves, checking oil wells in the middle of nowhere. Um, if they don't check in occasionally what well, did they get in a crash did they get stuck somewhere um, you know what happened was was there a you know landowner got into a you know certain situation that you know maybe their phone got taken away or something there's there's lots of different situations
0: what is the kind of cost for this kind of thing is oh, it for thousands sure?
1: of dollars a year no 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 of course not um with aura uh, so we have two different kind of pricing models with aura uh what we do is a one-time fee so it's it's Anywhere, depending on the jewelry and stuff, it goes from $250 to $300, um, and that's the cost for the device. There's no monthly subscription or anything like that, so it's just a one-time, one-time fee, uh, and you can order online, uh, and get it delivered in a couple days. Um, with SolusGuard, um, we obviously, because we're selling to businesses, we have different, different kind of pricing tiers. But generally, the device is um, you pay a, you pay a fee for the device. Uh, it's a lot cheaper. Um, but there is a monthly charge, um, depending on the services, anywhere from five to fifteen dollars uh, per month per user. So, and it's all right here in Saskatchewan. That's what's going on? We're yeah, we've it's, this company's one hundred percent in Saskatchewan. Uh, what's next for you guys? SolarScard seems to be our our main focus these days. So the business side of of things. Um, like I said, we got. Tons of features we're looking at. Uh, we're rolling out a new project with the federal government, which is huge for us. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be great. We're going to have kind of coverage nationally. Um, looking at integrations with different kind of monitoring centers and things like that. And um, yeah, just growing, growing like that. And on the Aura side, you know, we're constantly kind of adding people on that on that side, and um, you know, just trying to do the best we can to save lives.
0: Deadly. This is. Not at all related to your products. Yeah. Let's talk about beer. Yeah. Well. You're an accomplished home brewer in your own right. Yep. Won a few medals in your day. I've won a couple. I think I've got one of you biting one medal a <laughs> picture, a couple <laughs> pictures yep, of yep, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one today is Rebellion Hazy IPA.
1: Cheers. Cheers. It's definitely hazy. <laughs> Turbidity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that word.
1: Have you had it before? I've had... Yeah, iterations of it. Not this batch, obviously, but I've had it uh, canned before, mm-hmm. I believe.
0: I think I think Dave is constantly tweaking it, just trying to hit that sweet spot. As I think any
1: IPA should be. Constantly tweaked? Constantly tweaked. I think, you know, with a good IPA, I think it all depends on the hops you use, and those hops, you know, vary on year-to-year, batch-to-batch. So I think any good brewer will constantly be tweaking stuff.
0: The hazy itself is 6% ABV. I know that Mark and Dave are always really committed to trying to get the freshest most bold vibrant hops and what's special about this is they wanted to make it uh extra juicy, extra hoppy and you can really smell it. Oh yeah. Like I think its aroma is one of the most intoxicating beers we've ever made in terms of aroma.
1: I think any IPA I've had from Rebellion is it's been like that. It's just it's just a symphony on the nose
0: have you ever made a new england style hazy ipa
1: i haven't made a new england style i've made just american ipas but it honestly wasn't my wasn't my strength as a home brewer and and unfortunately my wife um doesn't like ipas so i don't make a lot of them at home <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could convert her eventually
0: uh, uh, she
1: she has we were actually it's funny we we're in a In England recently and she figured out that she likes English IPAs so it's I think it's just the the tropical kind of citrusy hops that she doesn't really like I think she likes the more of the old-school English style hops oh so I might just have to go go that direction I guess we'll see
0: one of the things we've been telling people about this is it's not your classic punch in the mouth it's super juicy and soft in comparison Mm -hmm. maybe a little citrusy acid character to it but not that like bracing west coast style slam in the
1: mouth. No, I, hopefully that that kind of fad has passed. You know, the, you know, can I, how many IBUs can I pack into a beer? It's uh you know, at certain point it's it was fine and then, you know, okay, I'll have half a pint of this and then I'm I'm shot for the night kind of thing is is where I got to. So, I'd much rather drink an IPA that's full of of hop aroma and hop flavor than than the bracing bitterness. <laughs> I mean we still have our Zilla which is pretty bitter. pretty but it's still not over the top I find it's still it's, it's still drinkable nicely balanced I can have I can have at least a couple of those <laughs> what are you drinking these days well to be honest um, not doing a whole lot of homebrewing anymore with actually I have well I have two young boys so that parenthood kind of puts a damper a little bit on that uh, but it's starting to get back into it actually so recently made a uh, brown ale um, so it's actually a clone of Nicomas's brown ale, uh, another, I'm sure friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, I love
0: Nicomas's brand. Yeah. Highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's my wife's favorite. So I tried to clone it as, as, as close as I can. Uh, then I just did a gold ale, just, we had a party, so I needed a keg of beer for, to serve at the party. So it was, it actually came out super hazy like this, but uh, I didn't mean it for it to <laughs> still tasted good, but, uh, was, yeah. How do people
0: react to the haziness?
1: Uh, I think they were drinking out of solo cups, so they didn't really care. <laughs> no, I don't. It, they didn't seem to mind. It's. Uh, I think a lot of the people that know me, uh, and know that I'm I'm homebrewing my own beer, they they're not looking for crystal clear beer. They've been around me long enough that they know they know reason what reasonably good beer is. <laughs>
0: have you found that there's still pushback from people if they have served a hazy beer?
1: Have you heard those? pieces not not the people i hang out with (laughs) put it that way um yeah i don't i think it would for me it would totally depend on the style um you know if i'm drinking some sort of lager that i would expect to be crystal clear and it wasn't uh yeah that would be a bit of a
0: i'd still drink it but it'd be
1: a bit of a warning sign (laughs) also the kind of hay like there's there's haze like like nice kind of opaque white haze like like this and then there's chunks 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 are no good (laughs) we had a really funny customer
0: complaint just a few days ago and the guy said i really really like the flavor of your beer but it made me gassy and fart a lot so i'm never drinking it again (laughs) i'm like i don't know what to tell you it's a it's a carbonated
1: beverage yeah (laughs) there's not much you can do about that if you're gonna drink beer with malt in it it's probably gonna do it
0: have you ever gotten that complaint from people? oh I,
1: I always laugh at people like there's people that will swear I won't drink draft beer because it gives me gas or I won't you know it's like it's all the same <laughs> you don't realize that the stuff that goes in the cans and the stuff that goes in the keg are literally the same beer
0: well the funny thing is when I was coming up just learning about beer I used to think draft meant like shitty cheap nickel beer that you could just fill a cup for a nickel yeah. and you just pound it because it was awful but you just drink it to to get where you're going and then i was like oh wait draft doesn't mean it's crap it just means that's how it's served yeah <laughs> but i was so used to drinking from like these infected crappy poorly maintained oh, wow. draft lines you was, i feel
1: like that was a lot of beer in regina you know a few years ago <laughs> <laughs> but the culture has really changed oh it's it's great now i mean it's it's more it's more rare that i go to a place now that doesn't have a craft beer on tap um, than going to a place that, you know, that only serves uh, cheap kind of industrial logger. So.
0: And I would say it's harder to find a place with infected tap lines too. It is.
1: I, I mean, I think you know the places there. Right? You steer clear of them. <laughs> Just go to the good friends of and, ours. And there's usually no reason to go there. Anyway, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I was gonna say something, but it's rude, so I won't. <laughs> Where can people find more information about Aura and SolusGuard?
1: So the website is the best place to go. So on the Aura side of things, that's that's uh, www.aura4u.com. On the business side of things, you can go to solusguard.com. So that's S-O-L-U-S-G-U-A-R-D.com. Joel, I want to thank you for your time today.
0: Thanks for writing me down. It's amazing rebels thanks for listening today i'm going to include links in the show notes so you can find more about aura and solace guard online i'm also proud to let you know that rebellion Bring podcast is an affiliate member of the saskatchewan podcast network if you're into podcasts you're looking for great content produced right here in our province local stories the sask podcast network is a great one-stop shop to discover those local stories to listen to as always if you want to find the latest news about Rebellion Brewing, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped. And thank you for joining the Rebellion.